It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. I want to talk about Tyler Lockett, though, Matt. Uh, You just dropped his profile onto the site today, uh, I believe. Was it today, or did I miss that over the weekend? It was uh, Thursday or Friday. It was last week. Uh, well, I was I'm on vacation, there. so that's why I was. Yeah, you were gone. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, you were you were uh, out of uh, quote office. Uh, but listen, buddy, you you want to talk about Tyler Lockett? I'm always down to talk about Tyler Lockett. <laughs> um, I look at some of his success rates uh, on some of these routes, and I I just I can't even I, I can't even fathom it. I, I don't understand. How does a man have a 96% success rate on the out route? 85.7% on the dig curl comeback both around 93 percent that's matt that that's insane what he is putting together in the intermediate area of the field insane absolutely insane was a direct quote from the profile uh, for the, the that conjunction that mix that combination of success rates on the out and i mean the the curl and comeback you know 92.9 percent success rate on the curl uh, 93.8% success rate on the comeback is just absurd. There's no other way to say it. And yeah, you combine that with the other, the other intermediate dig and the out. It's just like, it's, he's a special route runner. He is an elite tier route runner. And he is what we talked about bringing this all the way back to what we were talking about with Kadarius Tony at the beginning of the episode. He's obviously a detailed, hardworking grinder technician. He also combines it with, just unbelievable speed. Like watching Tyler mm-hmm. Lockett yep. for just from a subjective standpoint, watching him uh, for this profile is like, man, this guy is so fast. And like, you forget about it. It's sometimes like he will just outrun everybody. And, and he is, we're talking about a guy that, what is he going to be 31? Is he going to be 31 this mm-hmm. year? 30, yep. 31, yep, 32. Yep. Um, dude, I, I think honestly, I, I, I really don't know how else to say it, but like we have talked about some receivers on this podcast re- very recently. We've talked about Keenan Allen. We've talked about DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to say the name Allen Robinson, but we're talking about receivers of the last 10 years that have that at one point were like superstar receivers, and now we're starting to see the early signs of decline, right? We talked about right. Keenan Allen. We've certainly talked right. about DeAndre Hopkins. And like we're talking about a guy here in Tyler Lockett. There is no evidence of a decline. There's there's no evidence at all, which is crazy because, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, a guy who's like a fantasy for a second is now like in some outlets being the, th- the third drafted player from his own receiver core. He's been the best <laughs> receiver on this team for three years. <laughs> and, and is and, and not only is there no evidence of a decline, James, there's oh not only God. is there zero evidence on Tyler Lockers, Tyler Lockett's 2022 game film that there has been any sort of decline. His success rate versus man coverage of 78.9% last year, it falls at the 95th percentile. It's also yes. the best score of his career. He posted wow. a, a career high success rate versus man coverage 
in, in, last season at, at his age. There's no wow. decline here. He's aging beautifully. Top, top five success rate versus man coverage from uh, the reception perception database last year. Number one is Stefan Diggs. Number two is Justin Jefferson. Number three is AJ Brown. Number four is Tyler freaking Lockett. And number five is Devontae <laughs> Adams. Like, put this man in that tier. That is where he deserves to be because the game film backs it up 1000%. What is insane about this, too, we talked about this late last year. What more does Tyler Lockett have to do to break through? to like cut through the noise of it all, right? Like he's not considered the best wide receiver on his own team. I mean, forget about these fantasy knuckleheads who I'm not saying all people are fantasy knuckleheads. I'm just saying the knuckleheads who play fantasy that are taking, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba ahead of Tyler Lockett. I mean, like, what are we doing out here? Are you sick? Come on. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Anyways, but what I'm saying though is like, and we love Jackson Lockett? Smith and Jigba. We love we sure. love Smith and Jigba. Sure, it's not a Absolutely. reflection on him. No, not not at all. Uh, JSN's going to be a great player for this team. I mean, he adds some much needed versatility and depth uh, to this wide receiver room, 100 percent for sure. But he's third fiddle. There's just not even a question. And then in the uh, the offensive pecking order, he's like fifth or sixth. They're going to go to the running backs more than they're going to go to JSN. Stop it. Anyways, but Tyson, but for Ty Lockett, what more does this man have to do? I, I don't understand. Like he catches crazy passes downfield. He catches everything in the middle, in the intermediate area of the field. He's a productive player. He's efficient. Like he does literally everything that you want from a superstar wide receiver spot but he doesn't get that recognition. I, I just want to have a mental exercise with you, Matt. Like what, what is it about Tyler Lockett that he just doesn't, I don't know. He just hasn't broken through as a superstar, despite the fact that the production's there, despite the fact that all the numbers are there. Uh, and, and again, he makes highlight catches. I, I, I just don't get it. I think, you know, when we talk, we've talked a lot about this with the Russell Wilson thing. You know, you and I were not really into the Denver offense like everybody else was last year. Mm -hmm. For one, we had questions about Russ transitioning. We had questions about Nate Hackett. Uh, yeah, good to question both those things. But number three <laughs> for us, and this remains the case today, I still think people misunderstand this receiver core, um, particularly one player in it that wears number 10. Um, but people really were in a, in in this like – national narrative to push through like oh let russ cook and like pete carroll's holding russell wilson back it's like yeah the receivers yeah. metcalf and lockett sort of got underrated for their contributions to russell wilson's like great efficiency and stuff like that but you could see in 2021 that like while lockett and dk had not declined like wilson was the one kind of holding that passing offense back and why they didn't really open things up and it's crazy to think like just how much they opened this up with gino last year you know i mean right Yo, watch, go watch the Saints. You want to have a good time? Go watch the Saints Seahawks game on all 22 this past year and watch Tyler Lockett, you know, split safeties, run big post routes, and Geno put that thing in the freaking, you know, basket, like right where it right. needs to go. Um, so they put a lot, just, just put a lot on Geno's shoulders, and he did a great job with it last year. I really thought last year would be the moment where, because Tyler Lockett had another dynamic season, you know, mm -hmm. incredibly productive. And he doesn't have the raw stats necessarily that other elite receivers do because he is, 
you know, and, and again, we ranked their, our top 10 last week. I don't think Lockett is an, is an elite receiver is like a Justin Jefferson, but I think he's a top 10 receiver. Um, but he doesn't put like top 10 receiver numbers up. He plays the Seahawks, the Seahawks besides another great receiver on a, like a run heavy conservative and not, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but a run heavy type of thing with uh, Pete Carroll in that offense, Shane Waldron coming from the Rams tree, you know, you know, they're going to lean on the run game a little here, but I really thought last year was going to be where he went from underrated receiver to true superstar and now yeah. he's yeah being drafted in fantasy behind Jackson Smith and Jigbo, a rookie, which makes no sense. Um, the one thing I would say, though, the one critique about Lockett's game uh, and, and that people will point out is he's not a yak guy. Uh, he's not a yak <laughs> guy. So much, so much of those, so much of the point now that he is like, uh, yeah, right. You know those fainting goats on on YouTube. Yeah, he's like yeah. that sometimes. He just falls over. Which hey, buddy, he's dealt with injuries. Way to preserve yourself, you know, at this point. No, I, and really, I though, it's like, that. yeah, who can honestly, who cares? This is the thing that's crazy to me. It's like we're talking about Tyler Lockett winning at a absurd rate on digs, uh, on out routes, on comeback routes, on curl routes. You're not going to get a ton of yak on those intermediate routes or like comeback, like curls and comebacks and stuff like that. It's not his game. He was only in space on 6.9% of his sampled routes. Like, that's mm-hmm, not the mm-hmm. player he is. People, yak guys can get that's why hey again let's talk about Kadarius Tony. that's why people overrate Kadarius Tony because they're obsessed with yak plays like give me the route runner man give me the guy who's like you want 14 yards I'm gonna get it by running against man coverage like I'm gonna, an out route against man press coverage on the outside and I'm gonna get you that 14 yards there as opposed to here's your little bunny hop Mickey Mouse route and I'll break two right. tackles to get 14 yards you know I've said that about a guy like Chris Olave as well so that's but it is that's a weak point of, of Lockett's game he's not gonna take a slant and break <laughs> two tackles and get 30 yards it's just i just laugh because i have seen so many cut-ups of tyler lockett just immediately going down down which i i which i get like you know again he's 510 what is he like a buck 90 soaking wet right like he's like a buck 85 or like a buck 90 right like and again he's uh you talk about no decline in his game preservation of body has certainly helped with that. Uh, obviously he takes his health very seriously. Um, and he doesn't, you know, again, 12.3% of his routes were the slant route, which at 510, 185, you'd be surprised by that number, right? You would expect that number to be well over 15%. Not the case. They, they line him up outside, um, and, and they ask him to make big boy throws, uh, big boy routes. Okay. But what I did find really interesting about this, Matt, though, is that, man, he just runs a little bit of everything. Guys yeah. don't really do that in the NFL. Guys have routes that they like to run or are pigeonholed into their particular offenses. You know, we talk about the, the extreme case in like Cincinnati where like everything's just, you know, we're going deep down. We're running the nines like all day right. long, right? That's not Tyler Lockett. He doesn't have a single um, route that he runs for more than more than like 15%. Uh, nines post, uh, both in that 11, 12 range, dig 10%, out about 10%, curl, slant, flat. So uh, it's, it's a little bit interesting. I don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong here, man, I don't know if there's another receiver that runs the full, full route tree like Tyler Lockett. 
Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I, I would have to really think about it like that, but he is definitely one of the more balanced ones out there. Um, and, you know, you juxtapose that, like you said, 15.2% uh, on the curl route. That's his most his most commonly run route in reception perception in the game mm-hmm. sample. Whereas, you know, you flip that on the inverse, the two routes that, that uh, Tyler Lockett does not run, uh, that runs below the NFL average, nine routes and slant routes guess who you know runs those at an above average rate dk metcalf 26.8 percent on slants 19.6 percent on nines the way these guys fit together and complement each other is so beautiful right. you know dk is a height weight speed specimen uh he yep. apparently only eats candy which is even more bizarre um <laughs> Life is just li- life's not fair, dude. I mean, come on. <laughs> this guy just sits around eating candy all day and just looks like that. Come on, well, man. Like, what is going on? Come well, on. he does like work out two times every day. He works know. out like 17 times a day, which I understand. Listen, yeah. I could work out for 24 hours a day. Uh, you could give me, you know, an extra seven hours per day than any any human on earth. If I'm just sitting around eating candy and doing, I ain't looking like no DK Metcalf. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> that's for sure. That is for sure. Um, he is, he is blessed. He is blessed. That's for sure. But yeah, yeah I mean, just DK, like they complement each other so well uh, in that way, like the routes that they run and, you know, Lockett, I think being able to you know, exploit those routes and the intermediate routes in that area is so crucial um, because He's a harder guy to assign extra defensive attention to as well. Um, That's why there's such a hard, uh, you know, receiver court to defend because DK is that like stationary X receiver, you know, who's going to face a ton of press man coverage. It's like, but you also can't press Tyler Lockett and teams don't press Tyler Lockett very often. Just 6.5% of his sampled routes uh, were were against press coverage in in reception perception last year because they're afraid of getting burned over the top, you know? So the way these guys kind of complement and fit in with each other from a routes run perspective, from an alignment perspective, it's really just a special grouping. And now, you know, you do throw Jackson Smith and Jigba in there. They might have the most, like, complementary receiver trio in the entire league. Because, you know... Smith and Jigba is that slot receiver, you know, Lockett's an outside guy. He'll do some slot stuff. He'll do some vertical slot mm-hmm. stuff, but he's an outside receiver. Um, was only inside on 34% of his snaps. He's primarily an outside right guy. DK's the left receiver. And, you know, you're talking about now two guys that do that stuff. And then you got Smith and Jigba working against zone coverage, working off the line of scrimmage, you know, kind of that slant, flat, working intermediate as well. I don't, it's, this is going to be a tough receiver trio to defend this. Year. I can't wait to see Gino's uh, quarterback charting here because uh, from, from right. Derek class on the website, because man, he's got just so much to work with in Seattle. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Interesting dude. Over the last five seasons now has a 74% catch rate. 
given what he does, that is just absolutely freaking banana pants. 74% catch rate. This guy's everywhere, man. Um, unreal, unreal stuff. Uh, to, to Matt, to your point, look, uh, he scored. He's averaged nine touchdowns per season over his last five. That's, I mean, that's phenomenal. Um, but to your point, though, he's only averaged a little over a thousand yards per season in those five seasons as well. He really hasn't had that like fourteen and fourteen season, fourteen hundred yards, fourteen touchdown mm-hmm. type of season. Does it happen in in twenty twenty three at the age of thirty one? I mean, maybe. Maybe probably not, probably, <laughs> probably not, not. But- probably not, but maybe because he's damn good. Uh, cause he is damn good. That, that it, it is so impressive, uh, to see his, uh, his chart go up on the site, man. I, I thoroughly enjoyed looking at it and, and reading about Tyler Lockett, man. I, I love this player. You know, you and I were doing segments on, uh, Tyler Lockett's reception. That's right. Reception at like NFL network, NFL now in 2016, yep. Um, mm-hmm. and I was way too high on him then, but he, cause he, cause he kept getting hurt and like, it just wasn't there from an offensive perspective. And now you look at him and, and you know, the stats do back it up. And I think, but the game film is even better. You know, uh, he is an incredible player. I think he's, when I think about like reception perception and like the hits over the years and, 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 you know, these guys were able to kind of be early, sometimes too early. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Right. Ryan, sure. Ryan McDowell, uh, dynasty league football once said like, Rarely wrong, sometimes, but sometimes early. And that, I mean, Lockett was definitely <laughs> that guy. But man, I think he's one of my favorite players yeah. in, over the course of like RP history, just because I think he is so underrated. I think he truly is a superstar. You know, I wrote about it in, in the po- profile. Like, in terms of just pure route runners, like Justin Jefferson is better. Stefan Diggs is better. Devontae Adams is better. After that, I'm not sure who else is better from a route running perspective. Like, th- that is. You know, you could argue, you can argue because of how good Cooper Cup is against zone coverage. You could argue that he is mm-hmm. better, you know, because AJ Brown's so dominant against press man coverage. You could argue those guys sure. are better, but the only three guys I think you cannot <laughs> argue Tyler uh-huh. Lockett against is Jefferson Diggs and, and it's Adams. But man, I mean, that is how good he is as a route runner. And just the explosiveness behind it is is great as well. And and I'm really I am glad we're getting to see him isolated from, you know. Russell Wilson, just because there was right. so like kind of, yeah, that Russell Wilson made that connection. I think we know who really made that connection. Even if Russ used to be a really good player and he maybe he has a better year this year, like Lockett was doing a lot of heavy lifting in that relationship there. That's for sure. I mean, the deep ball accuracy and the deep ball chemistry between Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson uh, might be the best in NFL history. I, I mean, honestly, yeah. just, just isolating deep balls. Like we're talking corners and, and nines, like, Man, um, and people forget. I mean, people really do forget, but that that was magical. Tyler Lockett down the sideline, Russ Wilson throwing these moonshots and Lockett coming down with them. Um, some of the best plays in NFL history for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's our show, man. We've got a great show coming up here in a couple of days. I really uh, we're really hoping to get Derek class in and talk to him about this quarterback stuff. But man, um, in the interim, why don't you go check out the website receptionperception.com. And of course, if you're listening to us for the very first time, we appreciate you, man. Um, but we would love for you to like and subscribe to the podcast as well, wherever you get your podcast. All right. But that's it for us. For Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. We'll see you. 